for one, two, three. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Hobby Rescue Podcast. I am your host, Karen Brennan. With me, as always, my co-host. The man that you know just forgot, Rian. It's a lovely, lovely intro, Karen. How are you? Thank you. I'm always good. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm good enough. I don't know. A little tired, I guess, but just regular, what day is it? It's Tuesday, right? Yeah, it's a normal Tuesday. Yeah, losing track, losing track of the days. Um, yeah, it's normal old Tuesday. Busy, busy, busy enough with college work and just trying to get everything done before Christmas. It seems like they all come along at once. Um, but yeah, other than that, uh, weather's yeah, not, well, well, not, too, our, not, our not, not too cold. Not too cold. I'm just going to go to a weather report. Not weather report. Not, 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 not too cold. Clear skies. Can't complain. You were, you were saying? Yeah, no, this is our last like weekly episode um, before we have to... We're going to do a Christmas episode. Nothing special, just talking about Christmas, right? And we'll do, be doing a, a best of the year, like a year wrap-up, which will be fun. Yeah, we'll, we'll just pick our awards, me and Karen. We'll bring our bring our um, people to the table. It won't be everybody's cup. It won't be everybody's um, awards, but there are personal awards. So you might get some guilty pleasures or some people that you might not think um but you can feel free to disagree or agree with us uh we did it last year we did it last year and it went really well yeah i think it was fun one of our better ones yeah it went really well i think we had like tyler bay and walters match of the year it's gonna be cool i'm i'm not gonna go back and watch a lot of them because i've watched if, if 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 my match of the year is in my match of the year list then i've definitely watched it more than once at the time um yeah. and, if, and if it's a good match you'll remember it and then obviously wrestlers of the year fall into the Falling quite easily, so we'll have, we'll have some cool, cool stuff. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll do the Christmas episode. Will come out on Christmas Eve morning, um, because I'm not working Christmas Eve this year, so I can get that out. And then um, Best New Year for our listeners. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, and then New Year, and then New Year's Eve will be um will be our uh, uh, end of year awards episode. So we're yeah. gonna try and, we're gonna try and organize a recording day for them. Um, and we'll get them out, but uh, that's not what. We'll, we just wanted to tell you that's what's going on. But other than that, Kieran, um, how's the week been? It's been pretty good. I went to the town. I went to one of those like specialty American candy stores, and I got like packets of Kool Aid. And you need like to make them, you need like a full cup full of sugar. Like the Mary, you do you do like cooking, right? So a cup, you know, like a bunch of cups. Yeah, it's, that's an American measurement, but I can roughly kind of guess. Yeah, full of sugar. It's insane. It's way too much, but it tastes pretty fucking good. I'm not gonna lie. How yeah. about you? Have you done anything this week? Oh, we went college drinking on Friday, and I had a really good time. Oh, I had a really, really good time. We had, a, we had a very, very good time. I felt it, and I felt it. I had like two day hangover for the first time in ages. Um, it was really nice. Um, but now meeting people was just insane. Meeting people in the college course, it's all legends. It's really, 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 yeah. really cool. It was just cool to see people in person, and you've seen them on Zoom. Weird seeing people's heights. Like, wow, you're meant to be. You, you look like you're six foot in person, but you're really, really small. <laughs> It's, it's it's I know it was just great. It was great to get out. Um, if you left a few days after, I'm feeling a bit low, but you know that's that's lo- like because the word of the new lockdown and kind of because they're trying to find the vaccine is really efficient when it's like a low low um COVID number, so they're gonna probably lock down after January. So we're trying to get one more meet up before the lockdown happens. Uh, we'll try and plan that, but like feeling a bit low since just because you get you get that get that high of going back to normal, then it just you get hit a brick wall the next few days. So I've been trying to get my assignments done and kind of improve the mental health. But uh, other than that, like I, I really can't complain. I mean, it was a great night. So just looking forward to the yeah. summer when it's all. Just looking forward to summer when it's all over and we can go mental. I mean, who knows, man? Who knows when it'll be over? But hopefully, sometime next year. 
yep. sort of some sense of normalcy. Oh yeah, the, the 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 plan to roll out the vaccine was announced tonight. Um, how they're going to roll it out, and uh, it seems like late spring or summer, um, it's going to be fully rolled out. It's, it's as in like it's going to be it's going to come to the to our our kind of category, like everyone yeah. will have it by the summer. So let's hope. Um, um, it's it, we're just going to take it as it comes. There's Buster, as per usual, hasn't barked all day. Um, but yeah, uh, things are looking. They're looking up, but we just need to keep, just need to keep our heads up and kind of enjoy Christmas and uh, see where it goes from there. But other than that, um, the week of wrestling's been a bit a bit of a dud, but there's been some good stuff and there's some good stuff coming up this week, so uh, I'm looking forward to getting into it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love it. I love it when we like get to the point where we're like, oh, we've not thought. Oh no, now we have to go into wrestling. But um, might as well kick off the news. Um, we were talking about our New Year's and Christmas broadcast, but do you want to hear about SmackDown's Christmas and New Year's broadcast plans? Um, Go ahead. Because they bo- they both fall on Fridays. What a subheading that is. Um, an update from Post Wrestling claims that New Year's ni- the New Year's Night episode of SmackDown will be held that li- live. Wow. New Year's New Year's for January first will be held live that Friday night. A Tropicana Field version of Thunderdome. That could be cool. Could get some fireworks. Yeah. Um, well, New Year's Day is always a big ratings for for um what's it called different companies yeah Station, different like stations or whatever because everyone's home after going out new year's eve you know yeah but it's it's usually kind of um usually kind of pre-recorded but this is gonna be live um, and yeah. the christmas night show will be taped sometime in advance also from the thunderdome which is acceptable um there it's best time your christmas night watching fucking smackdown uh, it's better than watching it. thank god Raw's not on the Christmas night and um, I won't yeah. be I'll be watching all the old Christmas specials like The Office and Gavin and Stacey we'll be doing all that I'll be doing all that rather than I'm going to switch off from wrestling for a bit probably um, but yeah uh, there's been no reported changes for Raw or NXT um, AEW will run Dynamite on December 23rd airing a later slot due to the NBA season opening um, but yeah that's that, that's your TV TV ratings um, or uh, schedule, um, but speak another uh, onto another company, Karen Ring of Honor, because Ooh. Ring of Honor have a huge show coming up this Friday. On um, they have their big final battle show, and they had an amazing card set up. Um, I actually spoke to one of the men who is going to be vying for the TV title. Leon Saint Giovanni LSG is in a fatal four way um, with Dak Draper. Uh, Tony Deppin and Josh the uh, Josh the Goods Woods and whoever wins that will face Dragon Lee for the TV title. But there's been a few matches that have been hampered by a uh, COVID outbreak. Uh, Kieran, um, talents have been pulled from Final Battle, and uh, the current plan, according to Mike Johnson, the PW Insider, is Ring Honor to announce the updated lineup during the first hour of Final Battle, which will air for free, allowing fans to decide if they'll purchase the full card, which is cool. Um, ROH announced that Bandito, Flamita, EC3, and Kenny King were all being kept off the pay-per-view. EC3 tested positive for COVID. He did an interview with Chris Van Vliet, which was released today. He looked shredded, but he said he was coming out the back end of a COVID uh, test that was, um, which is, it's it's a bad thing, you know, but the fact that it was found in the COVID, in the Ring of Honor testing pool, is shows that they did a really good job in um, finding, the, finding the positive test and, and dealing with it properly. Um, they have a system where around their tapings and their pay-per-views, they have a bubble. So they go to Baltimore and they stay in a hotel for like a week. They get tested and tested and tested up until the night of the pay-per-view. Um, so yeah, they're doing things really well from what I can see in here. Um, and 
they are um, now being forced to self-test under the supervision of a nurse via Zoom and then send those tests to a lab. If they pass to the, ho- the test, they are permitted to travel to Ring of Honor's hotel where they will undergo additional testing to stay in the bubble. The current card for Ring of Honor is as follows. Roosh versus Brody King for the world title. Great match. Can't wait for Brody. I hope Brody King gets pu- the pure title between Jonathan Gresham and Flip Gordon. Uh, world tag team uh, title match between Jay Lethal and Gresham, who's pulling double, du- double, double duty against Mark Briscoe and his new partner, PCO, because Mark Briscoe's brother, Jay Briscoe, uh, is in a blood feud with EC3, but EC3 has been pulled off the card. Um, so PCO will be stepping in for one of the Briscoe brothers. Dragon Lee versus the winner of uh, the four corner survival match between Tony Depp and Josh Woods, LSG, and Doc Draper, as mentioned. Mike right. Bennett, uh, Mike Bennett formerly known as Mike Canellis, uh, returned to form the OG Kingdom OG Kingdom with Matt Taven, and they will tag against their former friend, Vincent, and um, in the Righteous. And Danhausen versus Brian Johnson. If Danhausen wins, he gets a contract. Danhausen is a really cool character. And then we have a pure rules tag match between Fred, Fred Yehoi and Wheeler Utah versus Tracy Williams and Red Titus. Honestly, Ring of Honor is doing some good stuff at the moment, so I wouldn't check that first hour out if any. I'd recommend people checking that first hour out. And check out our interview with LSG, which is coming out on Thursday. Um, uh, it's probably one of the best interviews I've done. And uh, it's going to come out in video form with some cool graphics. So, Yeah, you were stuff. so happy you did it. You were very happy with it. Oh, I was very happy because he's, he's, just, he's just such a nice guy. We marked out over Dan Barry, WXW. He wants to come to Ireland. It was one of them where you're just having a chat with someone. Okay, uh, Kieran, uh, there's someone we haven't talked about because uh, we recorded after his appearance last week. He's had... Two appearances, I think. Um, I don't know if we were talking about him last week, but we were going to talk about him anyway. He's had two appearances. Uh, the latest one being a little bit more interesting and his AEW uh, interview. Um, what do you think about Kenny Omega? We're going to talk about him on AEW as well, uh, but what do you think of the Kenny Omega stuff on Impact? I think he's doing a decent job. It's amazing. Um, but it's, it's intriguing and it's interesting. And it does, I guess, get you to watch Impact, you know? Even me, someone who doesn't really like AEW, I've kind of checked it out just a little bit. Um, I, I'm still not 100% on what AEW think they're getting out of it. I guess it's a hot angle, but I don't know. What yeah, about- uh, yeah, so basically, since last week, he appeared on uh, T- Impact in his... Um, obviously, all his, all his things are pre-taped. So what he did was he appeared in... Um, we'll talk about his AEW stuff at AEW, because that's just easier for continuity. Um, he appeared in the trailer... Um, Josh Matthews interviewed him, one of the worst commentators in WWE history. Um, don't know how he still has a job. Um, interviewed him, and uh, he basically was just said this, uh, said a lot of just a lot of same canon stuff that like he's uh, they did oh, they did the live, they did the changing of the name nameplates live, um, and kind of just to his own horn. Uh, he's getting a bit healy. Uh, the one thing I hate about this is Don Callis, the same on AW, and I'll go into it a bit further, but the way he, when Kenny used to do the, you know, the goodbye smooch and goodbye and goodnight bang, yeah, uh, Callis is doing the do the thing, do the thing, do the thing, and that is just cringy, and <laughs> if, you want him, if you want him to be the dicky cleaner heel, don't have someone going, do the thing, do the thing, do the thing, because that's just like, the thing is just completely illegitimized what you're doing. Um yeah. Uh, it's corny. It's n- not what I want to see. Um, what do you think of that, Karen? Something like, what do you think of things that are kind of like 
that it started off as organic and then people just start shoving them down our throats. I mean, it's a very very WWE thing, isn't it? Um, but I don't know. If it's not overdone, who cares? But if he's doing it at every opportunity, it just becomes a bit like we get we get it. We get the gimmick, you know? Yeah, we get he has a gun in his hand. <laughs> um, it, it, but, it's very easy to confuse like a fun gimmick with just something you say over and over again. Yeah, uh, I just didn't like that. Um, but then he appeared on Final Resolution, which was TNA's pay-per-view on Saturday night. or fr- It's not TNA, Impact pay-per-view on Saturday or Friday night. Um, where Carl Anderson was scheduled to face off against Ethan Page of the North. And he got a call to say, uh, go to Kenny's trailer. Obviously, the Bullet Club, uh, uh, old friends, um, went to the trailer. And Callus and Kenny were saying, we want the old machine gun back. Um, the old machine gun would have would, would would finish Ethan Page off inside five minutes. Uh, where's the old uh, machine gun? So Carl Anderson got really fired up. He had his tag belt with him. Um, obviously because Doc Gallows is uh, in storyline. I think he's injured or something like that. I'm not really following Impact to a T. But basically he went out and um, beat Ethan Page, which seems to kind of be the end of the, the North. It seems to be either splitting up or Ethan Page might be going elsewhere. That's another interesting story to come out of that. But um as as for Gallows and Anderson, if they start doing the the heelish bullet club stuff again, if we get the machine gun, Carl Anderson, they were talking about the guy, the the guy who had the match of the year with Okada in the G one final in twenty twelve. I'm, I'm I'm okay with that. If that's what they're using it for to push Gallows and Anderson and to kind of get them back on back into their old ways, then I'm not complaining about that. Ken. Yeah, I don't know. Is is there much point to rehashing old gimmicks though, and old old ways? Of, like, no, but it, it it isn't really a gimmick. It's just like. Carl Anderson has been so watered down for years to get the kind of the savage. Carl Anderson was amazing on the mic. Look at his, some of his New Japan stuff. If there's just something to trigger, like him just being like this absolute like maniac and like someone who's going to like beat the crap out of you, then yeah, that's that's cool. I mean, I, I like it. Okay, yeah. I don't know. Uh, could play, could play. Yeah. Um, next, have you got any stories, Karen? Do you want me to do you want me to keep rolling through Cultolic? Anything? Yeah. Anything you caught your eye? Nothing really, to be honest. You just- Oh, oh, oh yeah! Oh, there's a good one. Here's a good one. Keith Lee, Karen, have you heard the story? My God, what's he been up to? Update from WWE uh, has report has reported um, that a large number of wrestlers were sent back to WWE's performance center to work on their in-ring skills. The reports mentioned Keith Lee along with Otis Dabakato, Dio Madden, and Omos from uh, AJ Styles' bodyguard. The sessions are reportedly the result of Vince McMahon throwing a fit over recent matches involving unnamed talents. Kieran, this list would have the been okay. Too. Yeah, this list being okay. Otis, yes, he pro- he's doing a new gimmick with Chad Gable. Dabakato just came out of row on the ground. Dio Madden, he's in um, Mace in um, in Retribution and almost who's kind of really green. But Keith Lee doesn't, doesn't need lessons. The man... If they're trying to if they're trying to turn him into like the W big man who uh, suits the style, Keatley's Keatley's pull with fans is like he's your fridge who can do a backflip. The man is insanely agile for his size, and they are watering him down and sending the man who has been on the indies for God knows how many years doing some crazy shit and having some crazy matches back to the performance center. He's putting him in the same league as Otis, like really. I don't know. I mean, worst that happens is he gets a bit better, you know. But the, Vince has never liked that um, w, like the NXT style or whatever, the indie style. It's not a surprise. Um, it's frustrating, I guess, to see him water down 
every person who moves up to the main roster. But at this stage, it's like how long have like NXT debuts been around and on like main roster? Like mm. five, five, four, five, six years. Listen, it's listen. I'm, it's I'm just numb to it. It's not a yeah, as are a lot of people, but it's just it's just sad. Um, we'll pick it up a little bit. Keith Lee is fantastic, and no matter what he does, his charisma will always carry him through. Um, Kieran, we're coming up to January, uh, New Year. Can't believe 2020 is nearly over. Thank God. But you know what that means? Wrestle Kingdom is on the horizon. Do you want to know the character Wrestle Kingdom? The two night extravaganza that is Wrestle Kingdom 15. Go on, go on, so. Well, hold your breath. Let's go. We have. On the first night, we have dangerous techers of Zack Sabre Jr. and Tai Chi defending their titles against the World Tag League champion, the Gorillas of Destiny from the Bullet Club. We have Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Will Ospreay's new lackey, Great Okan. We have Hiromu Takahashi and El Fantasmo in a match. El Fantasmo won the Super J Cup, and the winner will face Taiji Ishimori for the junior heavyweight title on January 5th, the night afterwards. We have the probably going to be the match of the weekend, Kieran. We have Kazuchika Okada versus his former student and now the leader of the empire, Will Ospreay. And we have the double uh, championship match between uh, Kota Ibushi to, uh, against te- the champion Tetsuya Naito with the IWGP heavyweight and intercontinental double championship on the line. Kieran, Will Ospreay is now a heel. He has now, now has Jeff Cobb, Great O'Connor. He now has Great O'Khan, Will uh, Jeff Cobb, and B Priestley at his side. He's throwing Rolexes around, pretending he's saying that he's doesn't he, he is made of money. He's two thousand euro bottles of champagne. He looks like he's doing the he's got these glasses on. He's got these nice suits. This could be very very interesting. And if he beats Okada, that could be a huge huge step in his career. Yeah. I, I haven't kept up on anything with New Japan, so like if it happens, it happens. I, yeah. I guess I'd be up for it. Yeah, and then night two, January fifth. I'll just run through it just for people who are interested in New Japan in the uh, in the in the in our uh, listeners. We have the never open weight championship between Shingo Takagi and Jeff Cobb of the Empire. We have Taiji Ishimori defending his belt against the winner of Takahashi and Al Fantasmo. Sanada versus Evil, former friends, now foes, because Evil is in the Bullet Club. And now we have Tetsuya Naito or Kota Ibushi, the winner of the match on night one, defending the title against Jay White. Both titles have been defended against Jay White. I love Jay White. Jay White's been a standout in New Japan in 2020. Fantastic stuff. I'd love to see him end the night with the belts. Uh, he's going to turn face soon, I think. But yeah, that's our New Japan kind of update. Um, and then we... We go full circle with a bit of AEW news, Kieran, and uh, Jim Ross has been uh, has been a bit outspoken this week. Oh, um, so. AEW wrestlers unhappy with recent criticism from Jim Ross on the latest episode of Grilling Jr. Conrad Thompson asked Jim Ross if he likes thinks the moves like the super kick should be protected. Jr. said, "No, the evolution of the business is bullshit, or that the business is evolving. How the fuck do you know that it's evolving? Not you, Conrad, but in general. Now, come on." Yes, they should be protected. Of course they should. The DDTs finished instead of a traditional spot. Uh, the super kicks are just part of the flow of a match. Nobody wins with it. So what does the guy who does that say to you? Does it say that the back back in the day, guys were more proficient at delivering a DDT or a super kick than they are in this generation, where things are evolving? Things that are changing in this wrestling business. I want proof of that. I want somebody to prove to me that the changing in the wrestling business is what it is today, and it's making a difference. I say no. Um, so I told a kid in AEW, everybody in the 
does the same effing spot. All you guys get outside, cluster up. You stand there in the huddle and foes stand side by side. That you can catch some leaping idiot going over the top rope. They don't get the advantage with this move. The holy yes chant is what what got that going. I think they love to hear the holy holy shit, holy shit. This is awesome. It's a spot, folks. It's a trapeze act. I don't buy into it. Wow. Um, and he's not wrong, is he? It, it's a stupidly overused spot. It, yeah. Um, apparently, uh, there's a few wrestlers backstage who aren't happy. Um, Cut, Brandon Cutler tweeted, well, we'll get on to this, Kieran. This Wednesday in Dynamite, on, a dy- on Dynamite, seven on seven. Yeah, that is happening. We're going to go outside, cluster up like Coyle, stand there in the huddle, side by side to catch some leaping idiot over the top rope. Can't wait. Can't wait. Hopefully, hopefully for one million viewers, let's F and go. It's a bit of tongue in cheek. And then, I mean, our, and it's I, definitely going to be a spot in the match. And it always was going to be with or without Kiara's comment. Yeah, and then Harwood said, imagine not listening to criticism from men and women who have shaped our, shaped our profession. So no unsurprisingly, FTR have taken the side of Jim Ross. Yeah, um, what do you think about the superkick in the DDT, Karen? Because Jake the Snake Roberts used to win with a DDT. Um, Shawn Michaels, Sweet Shim Musical, one of the best moves of all time. I do agree about the superkick. Um, I hate when Ziggler stopped. I hate when... I just hate when Ziggler had a very good finisher move. With the zigzag, and he started using the super kick to finish matches. I just didn't really understand that. Um, what do you think? I mean, in, in some sense, you know, moves getting overused, it's gonna happen no matter what. And after a certain point, like the the Spanish fly or whatever last year, remember that mm. was like like a month, and it's like that used to be a an incredible move, and now it's just like, well, I guess you have to do it. And there's no way to police it, but he's not wrong. It takes the impact out of those moves. The super kick is, like, when done well, is such a fucking gorgeous move. Same with the DDT. A DDT from, like, the 80s and 90s look incredible. Um, and now it's just part of it. It's just part of everyone's move set. And that's unfortunate, but I don't know. I, I don't think we're going to feel the true effects of that until... 20 years from now when like it's really hard to think of new moves and people don't know what to do even now like it's impossible to just off the top of your head think of a brand new wrestling move, you know? yeah um the canadian destroyer is another one and um, pd williams used to win that win matches with that all the time and now it's just the trend sometimes it's just some people sometimes you see people no selling them which is just stupid i hate no selling these kind of moves and um, i wouldn't go as far as saying i just hate them being done in general but when people no sell them it's just painfully painful to watch because that should hurt. We I've seen that move hurt before. I've seen that move end a match before. Why are you still standing? Um, a leg just to be the fucking finisher of the most protected man in the business, you know? It's insane. It's crazy. Um, some happy news from AW because a, a, Evil Uno and Stu Grayson have been speaking about um, how they were... When I, all the release came of Jimmy Havoc B. Priestley and Sadie Gibbs back in August, um, there was like... A lot of uh, talk about that. Uh, they told uh, the Ottawa Sun, um, Grayson and, and Uno, that um, they were at risk of being cut because they were unable to tra- travel to Jacksonville, Florida. Um, AW, like he said, we travel every two weeks and, quar- and, and, and quarantine in between. We don't leave our houses. That's a stress. There was a time where it was very uncertain for us. We didn't know the scope of what COVID would be like. We also didn't know what kind of financial hit AW was going to take. Uh, we have deep roots in this area. We've built up the whole wrestling scene. Um, we were we're still within the decision phase, um. So yeah, they were just talking about like how like they nearly got cut from AW, which is crazy to think because they are one of the best things on 
uh, AEW and in wrestling at the moment with their BTE skits and Evil Uno's promos about trying to convert Hangman is fantastic. So and Stu Grace and stuff with Anna Jay, I I I love the dark what the Dark Order are doing at the moment. They've really turned around and it's kind of interesting to see how the turmoil of COVID, how that nearly like nearly lost a lot of people that we see on the screen now. Yeah. Yeah, the Dark Order for ages were just like, what is this? Um, and then kind of turn themselves around slowly but surely. So it's good that have him still here. I yeah. wonder what Havoc would be doing if he was still in the company, if anything. Uh, I don't know. It's really an awkward one to talk about without. Um, but he. Uh, Wait, why uh, was he released? Oh, yeah. He, he was involved in some of the speaking out stuff. But. Um, uh, never mind. Yeah. I, oh, no. I oh, no, yeah. No, no, yeah. But I think. I think but in terms of Stu Grace and Evil, you know, like, I'd honestly, honest to God, the Dark Order, him coming out and doing those promos is just. Uh, they've really turned it around. Oh, there's a voice break. We love to see it. <laughs> that was a really bad one. Um, but no, um, Uno uh, is fantastic on the mic and Stu Grayson. So it's really cool to see kind of um, how you take a, the, uh, every cloud of the silver line. And uh, Uno and Grayson are kind of perfect examples in that in the wrestling business. Yeah. Uh, Kieran, AAA happened last weekend. Triple Mania, right? Triple Mania happened last weekend, and I watched. Um, it was taken off YouTube after 24 hours, so sadly we won't be able to watch it for free again. But as well as Kenny Omega having a... Ma- should have to pay for content. For yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, exactly. But the interesting thing, Kieran, is um, as well as Kenny Omega having an amazing main event with Laredo Kid um, and having a... He's so busy, isn't he? That guy, he's so busy right now. Oh yeah, he um he hit a he one winged angel off the top rope to win. It was insane. Um, but Kieran, the big match was the um was the Marvel match um between um Arachno Arachno Leanda Americana and um was it? There's only two against Terra Papura. Oh yeah, against Terra Papura and Venonoid. So it was a tag match, Kieran. Do you want to know who were under the masks? Because they might surprise you. Huh. Okay, go on. Do you, do you want to know who the who who Spider Man was? Arachno. Spider Man. Yeah, go on. Leo Rush was Spider Man. Um, huh. Yep, and he did a very good job of uh, doing the spider. Like he did the Spidey walk and stuff like that. It was really cool. And the man who got the pin, Terra Papora, who was playing Thanos. Do you want to give a guess who that was? Brock Lesnar. Brian Cage. Huh. Brian Cage with his huge tra- as soon as I that's Brian Cage the huge you know the mountains on the back of his shoulders I was like yeah that's that's a dead giveaway and uh, Brian Cage got the win um the the villains won after Terra Papora delivered a drill claw um and yeah so there was four wrestlers uh on Saturday night who were rest- who were featured on on a wrestling pro- two different wrestling products. Chris Bay was in the main event of the Impact show and he was in the Super J Cup. Leo Rush was in the Super J Cup and in Triple Triple Mania. Kenny Omega was on Triple Mania and in the main event of Triple Mania. Of, um, of, he was on Impact and in the main event of Triple Mania. And TJP also, uh, played his, uh, was in the Super J Cup and was Manic, uh, who won the X Division title at uh, Impact. Jim Cornette's going to be fuming. Four people doing two shows in the same night in two different countries. Crazy. Crazy. Uh, K- K- K-Fave is dead. <laughs> uh. Um, but yeah, uh, so that was some really cool news. If you ever want to check that match out, it was really cool. And the event was really cool. Um, and 
Uh, where are we now? Uh, is there any other interest? Oh, yeah. I think we talked about this last week, but Snoop Dogg is set to do commentary on AW Dynamite on January 6th. Um, Very weird. After his uh, uh, yeah, after his performance uh, at the Mike Tyson show, which was live, um, I'm assuming uh, AEW Dynamite is pre-taped, so they will be able to edit if Snoop Dogg steps out of the line. But Kieran, what are you what are you expecting from a Snoop a high Snoop Dogg on commentary on AEW? I don't. What the fuck can I expect? I don't. Mm-hmm. Know, vaguely interested, not really do much, and then have a bit of a scrap with Chris Jericho or some shit. You know, I don't know. And then they'll get him on WV soon enough, and they'll sing like another fucking Sasha Banks theme. Maybe he'll do a little rap. I don't know. <clears throat> That'd be fun. Yeah, uh, that's a yeah. Uh, Kieran, do you remember WrestleMania 34 and Daniel Bryan's return? I love that WrestleMania. No, I don't. I love the first two thirds of it, and then it kind of falls apart. But the first two thirds are fantastic, and one of the best structured manias in a while. Yeah. So Daniel Bryan. Um, Daniel Bryan versus Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, Kieran. Mm. We all know about Daniel Bryan's injuries and how he was kind of 50-50 and he wasn't uh he wasn't actually the original person who was meant to team with Shane. Is that so? Who was? Do you want to guess who was? Um uh, Barack Obama. <laughs> Vincent Kennedy McMahon himself. What age would he have been at the time? Kevin Owens did an interview with Inside the Ropes with Kenny McIntosh and he said yeah it was really cool I wish it could have led to more honestly but who wouldn't feel that way because oh do you remember when Kevin Owens headbutted Vince oh yeah I remember yeah. that now that way. yeah so he said I could have there was a chance it was going to be me and Sammy versus Shane and Vince at Mania which would have been incredible but Vince I can't remember one of the things he told me I can't run Wrestlemania and focus on a match at the same time <laughs> so oh cool. I love these Vince stories they're brilliant yeah. Oh, huh. my. Could you he would have been like in his early seventies. Yeah, but he did jump off a roof last year, basically. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Vince. Oh, Vince, man. Um. Uh, yeah. Just no, no words for that. Sometimes just have to laugh. Uh. Next up, we're coming towards the end of our news. Um. Kevin Owens, Kevin Owens is in the news because he's been doing a round of interviews with a lot of the journalists. Um, sad I didn't get one. Um, uh, he pitched for me a tag team with many, many, many wrestlers. Kieran, uh, he likes doing his tag team work, and he's pitched forming tag teams with AJ Styles, Mustafa Ali, and Apollo Crews on separate occasions. Uh, he did an interview Alex McCarthy on Talksport, and uh, he he said I lo- lobby to be in team with other people. I've tried to become a tag team with Ali. I've tried to become a a team with AJ Styles because I thought the clash of per- personalities would be pretty interesting and then for one reason or another it didn't come to fruition even me and Apollo Crews were just kind of doing some stuff together and I, these guys are all I have a lot of respect for and I would love to team with just one way or another we'd manage to make some memorable television for people one of the tag titles would be a bonus but I think it's something I'd love to accomplish I'd love to win every belt in WWE because it's a nice little notch on your belt when it's all said and done Kieran out of Mustafa Ali AJ Styles and Apollo Crews which Kevin Owens tag team excited you more when you heard it out of who? KO and AJ, KO and Ali, or KO and Apollo Crews? Probably uh, KO and AJ. I like both of them. Yeah, that sounds good because they've had a few before. But Kieran, I think KO and Apollo, because I, I think if you're going to get in a character of Apollo, I think the storyline where KO tries to form a tag team with him could dry out the personality. If they were See, a heel tag team. He lost all faith in Apollo as a character. 
like they've tried a couple of times and nothing's ever come of it. But I feel like the gimmick would just get dropped. Whereas with AJ, they'd give it a bit of the time to see if it actually works. You know. Remember yeah. that Apollo got a little angry for a bit, and then <clears> they were all like, "Oh my god, he's showing personality." That was fun. Yeah, do you remember when he won the first? Uh, wasn't it the when Dean Ambrose was Intercontinental Champion? He won the Fresh Start Battle Royal in January last year, I think it was. Um, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. But anyway, that's our news. Um, there's a few more articles, but we've done a good bit of news there. That's that's the news roundup. It's time to talk about the week in wrestling. Kieran, I know it was the most recent show, but I think we have to talk about it now because I want to get out of the way. The opening to Raw. How would you explain that? Um, just don't watch it. <laughs> yeah, that's you fair. Don't have to. Yeah, there's, you know, it's it was one of those moments where I was like, I actually don't have to watch wrestling. No one does. And maybe, maybe sometimes you just shouldn't. Maybe sometimes you should just walk away from a situation, and you'll be the better for it. Because it was a weird retelling of the Nightmare Before Christmas, right, or something. Yeah, the Nightmare Before yeah. TLC. It was the go-home for TLC. This was the go-home angle. What a way to open your show. What a way to keep the audience strapped for three more hours of this shit. Oh. And I don't know. For, con- for, for context. It's not funny. Miz and Morrison aren't funny together. The best thing they did was those music videos. And even they weren't funny. They were just more funny because of how bad they were. Um, no. They're not, they're not good together. This is... Nope. Miz's weakest work in a long time, I think. Yep. Yeah, um, for context, the Miz was in the middle of the ring. The lights were down, and he starts reading the night, part, night before Christmas. He introduced AJ, who's Drew's opponent. Got into a little argument with Amos, or whatever his name is. And then decided to introduce the hero in the story. And John Morrison just did an incredibly terrible Scottish-slash-Irish Braveheart accent. Um, and started taking the mick. Um and it was terrible. It was frighteningly bad. I really don't care, but we have to talk about it because it needs to be buried in deep into the ground. Anything else happened on Raw? Um, Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton played hide and seek. Um, which ended in Randy trapping Bray in a box and trying to light it on fire again. But then the fiend came back. Um, Kieran, what do you think about them rehashing this? We said this before. What do you think about them rehashing the story and building into TLC? Uh, it's a strange one because Randy has just switched. Is Randy a baby face in this? I don't know. I really don't know what the dynamic is. The Fiend, I feel like there's something good there, but I don't know what it is, and I don't know how I feel about this. We were going to get this eventually, right? Because oh, yeah. Fiend is going through his old opponents or whatever. But it's the one I think everyone wanted the least because it just the original feud was only interesting because it was it had a fantastic build at first with. Like Randy joining the White family and Brody Lee, not Brody Lee, huh? Luke Harper at the time was like getting a lot of momentum behind him. Um, and then it kind of collapsed once it actually broke out into weird, like, final deletion parodies. Um, and then this one, who cares? Who gives a shit? This is not how Randy Orton should be utilized. Um, he started off this year so well, just so burnt out on him at this point. And then the Bray Wyatt Fiend stuff. With Alexa Bliss is some of like the best work Alexa Bliss has ever done, um, some really great fiend stuff, better than the stuff he was starting with here, but it's all tied up in this little Randy Orton bow that just isn't working, I think, and I don't care for the match. It, it that, and that's nothing. I don't. It doesn't help that the fucking fiend doesn't have good matches as it is. He has like 
he, he's not a wrestling character, and then he's stuck with Randy Orton, who I would also argue that most of the time is not a character who's known for his great wrestling skills, you know? Ugh, I don't know. Yeah, don't... Raw's, Raw's messy. Raw's definitely messy, and now they have Jackson Riker back on with Elias. That was messy segment as well, or Truth on 24-7. Um... Seamus and Drew when that happens will be a good raw storyline the Lana stuff I couldn't care less about um, some of the stuff is bad the Keith Lee handicap match with Miz and Morrison nah we're going to move on raw wasn't great uh, let's move on to some better things yeah, uh, are setting up the Seamus and McIntyre feud decently well yeah they're kind of start, they're, they're kind of slowly because it's for the rumbles that are trying to build it slowly I don't know if he's going to get directly involved again at TLC I think he'll defend the belt McIntyre will keep the belt um, I, I think this could be a mania match. To be honest, it's the type of it's the type of build where they want it to be this big, lengthy one that they can fill the promo packages with. And who else can McIntyre fight? You know? I would I would love that more than anything, Kieran. But I think Lesnar is going to come back. Um, maybe that's that's true. I don't know. Uh, if he's interested in seeing that match again? It wasn't good, like in this mania. And unfortunately, we have learned that Brock Lesnar, unless it's a title feud, does not care anymore. There is no blood feuds out there for him. There's no legends to come back. Yes, he does. He cares a bit. He's, he's had good feuds. Who would, you, who, who would you book? If it wasn't a title match, who would you book Lesnar against for Mania again? Book Lesnar against? Um, I'd love to see him and, him and The Fiend. Him and The Fiend would be interesting. Great. Okay. Uh, let's see what happens. But you, we're gonna... you, you thought you'd get me, you dog. No, because I, I know you. I remember... One of the one of the funniest moments that we've ever done this podcast was when you realized we could do Brock Lesnar versus the Fiend. I just forgot about. It. I, I your... also like Lesnar against the um, all of the Undisputed Era. I think that would be fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Legitimate. That would be a good like Brock Lesnar versus Ford. Like great wrestlers, but they're small. I oh, think man. that would be. It would like I don't know. I think it'd be a fun dynamic to play against. Man, after after the run they're having on NXT, Brock Lesnar versus Pete Dunne. Oh yes. The, the, dynamic, the dynamic of that of him trying to break him down and Brock Lesnar against Kyle O'Reilly fuck yeah no I, I'd be up for seeing any one of these you know Cause, but imagine, maybe get him Goldberg again because apparently Goldberg wants to come back so. oh yeah no but he's fighting Roman Reigns for the belt Sorry. Yeah. Uh, I think Kevin Owens he was like I'll fight Goldberg so please do please can we like can Kevin Owens take the fall so that we get a good Reigns match yeah, and can he pop up Powerbomb Goldberg into the underground? Um, or the, 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 the shadow realm? <laughs> don't know. Um, and anywhere where you can't escape, but he's still alive. Um, but anyway, we move on to Wednesday nights, Karen. Because Wednesday night, Wednesday night was a solid night. Um, NXT set up some good stuff, and AEW was good. So we'll go to AEW first, Karen. Uh, after an opening match where the Young Bucks beat TH2, um, we had a Sting segment. So... Cody Rhodes and Aaron Anderson came out and... Um, I love the entrance, can I just say. Yeah. I really love that they're sticking with the snow. I think it's really cool. It is really cool. I actually thought it was snowing in Florida at first, uh, the first time. But then when it came the second time, I was like, yeah, it's not snowing twice. Um, so Aaron Anderson dressed like... He's literally dressed like... You know your man from The Spinning Heart, Colin Meany? You know when he's in like that movie, The Spinning Heart? He's dressed... I, I know we saw it in school, but I, I, I wasn't shown it. He's dressed like, like, like... He's dressed like a country dad. It's hilarious. Um, but he's like, I, I have no business here. I know you guys want to talk. Uh, I'm gonna leave. So Sting and Cody in the ring, and Sting gave Tony Schiavone a hug, and he asked Schiavone to do the "It's Sting" again, which was cool, right? Yeah. Mm. I'm gonna. 
I, I don't know if you agree, Karen, but I hated it. Right? Everything about the second was perfect, apart from one thing. Sting should not chant, this is awesome. <laughs> that was so incredibly dumb and so incredibly... Same thing with the Kenny Omega and Don Callis thing. This was incredibly corny and cut through the moment like a hot knife through butter and ruined it for me for like five minutes. Sting's massive problem throughout his entire career, all of his run, is whenever he opens his mouth, he's not as cool and mysterious as he looks. <laughs> it's it's just been a massive thing for him. I'll get on to I'll get on to another re, and I'll get on to another person who has the exact same problem in a few minutes. Um, before we keep going, Austin Gunn liked my tweet, thinking I was complimenting him when I clearly wasn't, which is hilarious. Um, I said I wanted him and Taz in the fight pit, and I pay money to see it. I said I'd pay money to see Taz beat the crap out of him. He thought I meant I'd actually pay money to watch him. It was. Uh, poor guy, vanity surgeon. So, um, don't do that. I, 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 I'm the, I, I, if I ever became famous, I'd probably do it too. But Jesus, it's a terrible idea. Um, I mean, like naturally, you just would, you know. You I think you see, Ricky Gervais has been known to vanity search himself, and then if people are like saying bad things about him, they'll just respond. And it's like they didn't. Ta- if you don't tag someone, leave him alone. You know. Oh, he's he's funny though. His 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 photo, his bullying of his wife is hilarious. Where he's like Jane with all her friends and there's nobody there, and his bath photos. Ricky Gervais is fantastic. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, Cody Rhodes uh took a prom, cut a promo and said, "I've been waiting a long time to share a ring with Sting." But this was cool. The icon was like, "I'm not here for you, Cody." And Cody was oh. like, "What?" And he was like, "I'm something's very very familiar." And he pointed at Darby Allen, and Darby Allen sat forward. Really really cool. And then he, he kind of belittled Cody. I don't know if you you, you seem to have saw, seen the segment, if you like the entrance. He, he just belittled Cody suddenly, where he was like, uh, I had plans to be in, around in AEW for a long, long time. Everything's very familiar. familiar. And then mm-hmm. see the line, see you around, kid, while hugging him. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Right. It brought it back around. Because he's being subtly arrogant. If, he, if his plans for Darby Allen are to mentor and overlook him, and then to fight Cody and that be the only match, yeah. uh, have at it. Because if Cody wants the match, Cody will get the match. And if they build it like that, where it's suddenly, he's being suddenly condescending and kind of annoying Cody, and that that, tri- that if that triggers the Cody heel turn that we are all waiting for, how about it? They were like really teasing that um, a while ago, weren't they? Or at least it was kind. Of, it was. It seemed like it was going that way, and then it just didn't. Yeah, because he dyed his hair and then he dyed it back, and his excuse were like blondes have more fun. And I was like, Jesus Christ! Oh, oh he fucking came out about that this week. He was like. It was a reference to the comic Death of Superman, but no one really got it. Oh, yeah, didn't he? I, I've read that fucking comic like three times and I didn't pick up on it. You're, it's not a, it's your shit at referencing Cody. That's what it is. He's so weird. He always oh, gives his shit to do. Do you not see a few weeks ago when he was talking about the chair shot to the head and how it was to pop the boys and he said, Captain America goes around hitting people with a shield. It's a fucking <laughs> shit. It's a, it's a, it's a oh, fucking CGI. Oh. It's a CGI shield, you fucking idiots. I it's not. He's not literally. Hit, he's, he's not literally hitting people with a. That headshot really did fuck him up. Maybe he's actually brain dead now. <laughs> I'm, oh. That's me. Um, but I don't know. That just like annoyed me. I was like, pissed off. He's so he, cheesy. Um, right. Whoo! Uh, FDR beat the Varsity Blondes, get back on track, cut a cool promo, uh, talking about loads of American stuff, like a car that I had no idea what the name was. Uh, Dustin Rose beat 10, and um, Eva Lono came out and tried to recruit uh, Dustin to the Dark Order. Another amazing promo. 
said you can be number seven. I think number seven was one of Dustin's old gimmicks. Um, uh, and then he slapped uh, Evil Uno, and um, Uno put a great line where he was like, you're going to be begging to join soon. Really, really good. Subtle stuff. Inner Circle Ultimatum, Kieran. Yeah. This was interesting. Uh, Jericho gave a speech. Poor MJF asked if, ask if he could say something. Uh, Sammy got in his face. Sammy got in MJF's face because they they don't like each other. Ortiz said MJF and Wardo are great assets but not good people. Told Guevara to shake MJF's hand and make peace. Guevara, uh, they said uh, Santana can't even be here. I think he was off because one of his family members was sick or something. Um, he's he, he his dad has been in a lot of health trouble, so hopefully it's all good. Um, but he was like. Santana can't even make it here this week. Um, Guevara said he needed to be the better man because he's better than MJF. Guevara cut a really, really good promo and said, I'll shake his hand, but if said to MJF and directed at Jericho, if one more bad thing happens, he'll quit the inner circle. Jericho wanted to move on. <laughs> and Jericho wanted to move on. It was a good promo by Guevara. And then Jake Hager opens his mouth and just goes, he keeps staring at me <laughs> and points at Wardlow. Oh man, I don't know how I, I actually didn't mind this, even though it was, it was cheesy, but it was just, ah, listen. Um, they started trading insults before Jericho said, stop staring at each other. If this is leading to the Sammy Guevara face turn, because his promo was fantastic, and look at him, he's a born baby face. Fair play. If it leads to Jericho's uh, face turn and his final run before he gets out of the ring and as far away from that ring as possible, behind the commentary. I'm gone. And behind, and behind the commentary desk where he's really, really good. I like commentary, Jericho. If this is sowing the seeds for that and they're building the storyline into 2021, I didn't mind it. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, let, let's hope. I don't think Jericho is going to have a full-time retirement anytime soon. I think he'll... He's going to be one of those guys that pops up every few months and has a match. Oh, yeah. He thinks, oh, yeah. He thinks he can wrestle. 100%. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cool six-man tag between the Lucha Brothers and Lance Archer versus Eddie Kingston, the Butcher and the Blade. Uh, I really like Butcher and the Blade. Really, 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 really good tag team. Um, really starting to grow on me. Um, the Bunny's going to be back in ring-ring action soon. Um, and Kingston scored the pin on Phoenix. And then Archer kind of destroyed everyone to get his heat back. And Kieran Abaddon is going for the AW World title. She is gunning for Sheeta. Um, have you seen her entrance? She spits blood everywhere. It's really cool. Yeah, she's cool. I like her look. Yeah, um, I've no problem with her being champion and kind of if they like change if it's her being champion is a trigger to like change the belt to something custom because that belt is way too small and it's a bit oh, crap. Stupid. Yeah, if 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 she changed like a little custom belt with like blood all over it, I'm all for it. Um, then we got this Kenny segment where they basically said the same thing they said on Impact, which was just annoying because you watch Impact, you get the same thing. He said do the thing. Um, he said, uh, Nep, uh, he bragged about when the ball, ball from Moxley, kind of like shouted down Moxley. I think we're going to get the rematch at Revolution. Uh, he could have good promo on Moxley, but there was some stuff that just was a bit, I didn't need to be there. Uh, yeah. He just said the same thing, and then do the thing was really cringy. Uh, so yeah, uh, MJF and Orange Cassidy had their diamond ring match in the main event, and MJF. Uh, they basically had the match, but it came to the point where um, I did. What I didn't like was Casty was selling the hand. He had a really, really sore hand. And he had two flush Superman punches in this match, um, which is annoying because I don't think you like. If we're talking about that, like if your hand is really that sore, then don't hit two Superman punches. Hit one. Um, but yeah, so MJF took Jericho's bat and tried to pull an Eddie Guerrero. Do you remember what he did against Jericho at the pay per view? 
Um, yeah. But Cassidy outsmarted him, and the ref saw MJF holding the bat, and <laughs> Cassidy collapsed and fell down. And it was just brilliant because they were both trying to outsmart each other. It was a very, very well done segment. Um, but then um, uh, Cassidy had an orange punch, but couldn't get the pin. And then Wardlow put MJF's foot on the bottom, bro- bottom rope. And uh, a brawl broke out, and Miro, Kieran, Miro came down and destroyed everyone. He just decided to beat the crap out of everyone. Security guards and all just started like just kicking the crap out of everyone. In all the melee, MJF got the win, but Miro ended the segment beating the crap out of five security guards and standing tall. What do we think the plans are? I think Miro's going to get rid of Kip Sabian soon, but what do you think the plans are going to be for Miro if he's standing tall and if you're standing tall at the end of a main event at the end of the main event on a dynamite and you're the last thing people see going off the air? There's got to be plans for you. I mean, I don't think he's going to be a main eventer anytime soon. Even if he did main event this show, but he could go after the middle title at some point, the TV title, maybe, or maybe he'll form a tag. No, the tag division's already a bit blocked. I don't know. I don't know. He's all right. Miro's he's doing decent. His start was a bit rough, but he's kind of found his footing now. Yeah, um, I'm not a biggest fan uh, at the moment because he's with Kip Sabian. And it's just a little bit, eh. and the kind of video game stuff is a bit. But solid dynamite. Obviously, they are in a trend. If I was saying this the other night, Karen, there's a beach break pay per view coming up. It's kind of like the AW Dynamite, a Dynamite kind of special. Yeah. If they're building into Revolution and they're built and they want to build these nicely, I'd say use beach break as give Kenny the night off, give a lot of lads the night off, and use your undercard, build up your undercard stories by having like your payoff matches on TV matches on beach break. So like have yeah. number, have Moxley get the number one contendership at Beach Break or something. Have Moxley be like the surprise, uh, surprise opponent. Have the inner circle do some stuff. Have the kind of break up then. Have um, oh have Hangman kind of continue his story. Maybe lose a match at Beach Break. Maybe maybe Hangman loses in like five minutes. Um, uh, like have John Silver and Alex Reynolds have a really good tag match. Put people's eyes on those people. If you get what I mean, like if we're gonna have like this paper, do not put all your eggs in one basket. If they're building really nicely, I fully expect them to have a kind of develop. I want to, don't want to say developmental, but a kind of putting all the jigsaws in their final places. If you get me. Yeah. Um. So that could work. Could, could, could work. And now we're gonna move on to the black and gold brand, Karen, because open up with your boy, your boy Finn Balor, cutting a typically, typically wooden. But a good, a, a, like a solid promo, but Finn Balor on the mic is just, if you're not Irish, then you'll think these are bad promos, but it's just the way he speaks. Like, Yeah, it's it's just his accent. Like, um, I, I like him. But yeah, this segment, I really, really like him. Um, I don't know if you've seen it, but um, Finn Balor came out and he was talking about how he's back and war games happen, but it's time for the games to finish. Pete Dunn interrupts him and I was like... All right, let's fucking go. Uh, Pete Dunn comes out and says that he's gonna go for the belt, and he was glad. To, and he was glad. He said he was glad to finally be, uh, meet the Irishman. And then, and then Kyle O'Reilly came out right behind him and said he wasn't gonna stand done for going for the title after losing at War Games. O'Reilly said, "I broke your jaw. You were sipping steaks through straws. Why don't you give me the match?" And then Damian Priest came out, another guy that I like, and said. Uh, he wasn't standing around. Uh, everyone knows that Damian Priest versus Finn Balor is the match on the marquee for New Year's Evil, and um, he 
uh, basically they had a little bit of a, an argument, Kieran. Did you see this? Where they were like, "Aren't you, uh, aren't you the guy who lost to to um, Leon Ruff?" And then um, Kyle O'Reilly got involved, and Pete Dorn said, uh, "Aren't shouldn't you be in the hospital uh, with your friend Bobby?" And Kyle O'Reilly just imitated the Birmingham accent. He, he just got, you know, it was, it was absolutely brilliant. Kyle O'Reilly's comedy is just fantastic. And then Finn kind of left the ring and was like, well, I'm going to let Regal decide. I don't make those decisions. It's kind of cool. He, he's not the one. He's, he, he doesn't let the emotions get the better of him. He's like, I'm long, if you guys can fight, I'll let Regal, um, I'll let Regal decide my opponent. And Kieran, tomorrow night, we are getting number one contenders match. Straight up singles match in the main event between Kyle O'Reilly and Pete Dunne. With a shot for the belt on the line, man, I am excited. That could genuinely be in my. That could genuinely be the TV match of the year. Yeah, no, it's yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, so hopefully we, hopefully it happens. Yeah, no, it'll happen before we record our match of the year stuff. So. Um, oh yeah, um, it, 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 I'm gonna put this out tonight, and then it'll be out on dates tomorrow. Um, so yeah, hundred percent, hook that to my veins. Two of my favorite wrestlers with the belt on the with the shot at the belt on the line. I'd love to see Dunn win. I think Dunn's going to win. I don't think we're going to get Kyle again. I think Kyle might... I don't know if they're going to keep his momentum going. Either way, Kieran, I don't really care who wins. I just want to see him beat this crap that he does. What? Dunn v. Balor would be amazing. Like. Oh, yeah. Uh, just any... Like, we don't lose in this situation, so I'm just smiling. Um, We don't lose. Uh, Fantastic. We had a great match between Swerve and Atlas, where uh, uh, Swerve's kind of turned heel, but Atlas won. Grizzled Young Veterans versus Imperium versus Everise, Kieran. Really underrated match. Grizzled Young Veterans and Imperium are two very good textbook tag teams. And Grizzled Young Veterans getting the win. Moving up that tag division. Not complaining. Mm-hmm. Um, it was revealed that Candice LeRae uh, broke her arm. Dakota Kai was injured. And Bobby Fish, Kieran, is going to be out for six months. Um, Bobby Fish suffered. He went, you know, do you know the spot where he got speared through the table? Uh, yeah, yeah. It tore his bicep clear off the bone and ripped his arm open. Um, it uh, poor poor Bobby Fish is very injury prone. But Karen, yeah. if if we're thinking about this timeline, if 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 it's five to six months, I think the undisputed era get called up to the roster the night after Mania, and Bobby Fish makes his return to make the four uh, together again. If you get yeah. Me. Be nice, um, but he, if they're like, oh, there's only three of you, there could be like a four-man team, and they'd be like, there's only three of you, and then Bobby Fish comes back, and they go down and beat the crap out of everyone, and then they start their ascension to the top of the main roster. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, I hope I hope his recovery goes well. But uh, sad. I mean, War Games is always going to have injuries. If you're going into War Games, you know you're going to be sore afterwards. So um, hopefully, people are recover quite quickly. Uh, Champa beat Karen Grimes to continue his momentum after beating Thatcher. Um, uh, Grimes got really angry at Tim Thatcher uh, because he Thatcher came down with his uh, with his prodigy Tyler Rust. Um, Grimes got in Thatcher's face and got flipped on his face and beaten the crap out of. Um, oh, Kieran, did you see the segment, the Gargano segment? The Gargano? No, I didn't. What happened then? Oh, Johnny Gargano can get in the bin. Um, Johnny Gargano. Uh, oh, sorry. Before that, do you, do you need to see the vignettes of the uh, Zaya Liam Boa? They're doing these vignettes where they're like bleeding from their knuckles and punching wood. And there's like there's an overlord in this story. There's someone who's controlling these two. And there's vignettes of them like with cut hands 
and they're punching wood and they're sweating and there's yeah. someone telling them to keep going. I, I don't know if you saw my tweet about this, but I, I needed someone to explain to me what the end game for this was or what the point of this was. It was frightening. Um, um, yeah, yeah. Gargano's not, not at his peak right now, is he? Oh, no. I, I, sorry, I, I, I kind of diverted. This was Zia Lee and Boa. Um, oh, this was the Chinese oh, segment. Yeah, Zia Lee is now in a segment where she, her and Boa, her messenger, are getting like put through these boot camps and bleeding from their knuckles and like there's like like some someone is controlling them. There's a debut from the PC. I think there's someone being there was someone who was like a legend, like who was controlling them. I can't remember the name, but Zia Lee is uh, is going to come back as a killer, right? Like genuinely because she's getting like there's vignettes of just them being corporately punished. Okay, it's you need. I I I would love to. What? I'm looking at it right now. This looks gross. Damn. Yeah, yeah. What? What do you think that is? What do you think the end game for that is? I think they're because it's WWE. I think this is going to be a, a type of like samurai or karate gimmick type thing, where it's these hardened warriors. But I don't know. That it sounds cool. Oh man! Imagine the night out. <laughs> Imagine, imagine Candice Ray's gloating in the ring. It's like everybody was kung fu, <laughs> just like hits. Oh, Could you imagine? Oh, like, um, oh man! But anyway, Gargano, Candice Ray, in the Hartwell and Austin Terry were in the ring. There's, yeah, there's blood in this. I thought WWE weren't allowed to show blood. Yeah, it's horrible, isn't it? WWE can't show blood. That's against. The, oh, they have like face paint on at the end. Yeah, this is a live oh, reaction. God. Yeah, it's yeah. Fright- it's frightening, isn't it? Right, uh, Kieran, um, back to this. The four people were gloating in the ring and the Gargano way, Kieran. If you aren't in, if you aren't in the way, you are. Uh, they just started saying this, like if you're not in the, in the Gargano way, you are in our way, and we are going to get you out of the way. Um, they started doing like synchronized hand, hand high fives. Um, uh, Johnny Gargano shot off stitches. Um. Uh, uh, Candice Ray had a cast on and then she got a prize of a trophy with uh, Shotzi Blackheart's head on it and then uh, it was said that uh, Austin Terry and Gargano would defeat Damian Priest and Leon Ruff next week uh, de- then um, Priest came out and mocked Gargano but then guess who oh yeah I completely forgot in the opening segment as Balor was walking up the lights went down and Scarlett Bordeaux came out Kieran. Scarlett Bordeaux and Gargano and Finn Balor said in his beautiful Irish accent, let me guess, TikTok. Uh, yeah. So later on in the night, after Damien Priest mocked Gargano, guess who returned? Karrion Cross. He's back from his injury. He destroyed Damien Priest, powerbombed him through the stage, walked out into his car and drove away. Damien Priest is out of action for the match against Ruff and Gargano. Uh, we'll find out who their opponent is. We'll find out who the replacement is for Leon Ruff soon. Um, Pete Killian Day and Pete Dunn got into a fight backstage because remember, remember earlier on in the it, a few weeks ago, Pete Dunn tried to put his arm in a car and break his arm. Um, yeah. so uh, they just started beating the crap of each other, which turned into a match. Um, which Pete Dunn won. Uh, like, uh, Drake Maverick stopped Donnie Larkin and Danny Burch for interfering, but got laid out. Uh. Dead. Killian Dayan made the save, uh, but uh, it distracted him and bitter end for Pete Dunn, and he won. Um, 
intertwine a few stories. Drake Maverick trying to help his friend again. Um, and then Leon Ruff was asked about who his partner would be, and Kashida agreed to back him up. That's not a match I'm complaining about. Kashida back in the mix. Uh, if he gets the pin, keeps moving up. And then we had the main event of Raquel Gonzalez, who was building up ahead of Steam Kieran. Raquel Gonzalez versus Ember Moon. Ember Moon has really not like fired off like people thought she would in her return. Um, after all those vignettes, she seems to just be fl- um, kind of sub just below the main event. Uh, but Raquel Gonzalez uh, was fantastic. And uh, Tony Storm tried to attack um, Moon after the match. After a single arm powerbomb, uh, Gonzalez won. Tony Storm tried to attack, but Rhea Ripley made the save. And Ripley and Gonzalez stared each other down. It looks like it's going to be Ripley and Gonzalez again. And it looks like the winner will probably get the title match, which will probably be Gonzalez. Um, Kieran, what do you think of Gonzalez and Ripley, really? Just in the women's division in general, the landscape of that division in general. Um, well, you know me. I think, it, I, for my money, best women's division in the world. I think Ripley has regained some of the momentum she lost after losing Charlotte. And Raquel Gonzalez has proven all the naysayers wrong. Because she actually is very, very good. Um, I'm very curious to see where it goes, the whole division. I really love um, Shotzi Blackheart. She's definitely going to be on my list. You know, most of these women are probably going to be on my list for Women of the Year, Women Wrestler of the Year, um, when we're doing our end of year thing. Because it is just, I don't know. They're all just doing very well. I oh, yeah. Live at some stage as well. I've never seen her in person. Oh, yeah. Uh, now, we end in, on the blue brand here, and SmackDown continues to be great. Um, Dolph Ziggler uh, won uh, against Montez Ford. It seems like Ziggler and Root are going to take the belts off the Street Profits or they're going to come close. Um, I they, they cook up promos, but Ziggler and Root just don't interest me anymore. Um, mm. Yeah. Um, Biggie, did you see the shirt that everyone made for Sami Zayn? You've probably seen it on Twitter, where yeah. Zayn said he didn't have a shirt, and uh, Biggie and Apollo and all made him a shirt, and it's actually on com. It's hilarious. Um, just a like a, a pencil-drawn shirt. Um Biggie fought Zayn, and it kind of made Biggie look stupid. Um, Biggie was went under the ring and chased Sami Zayn under the ring, and Sami Zayn got out, and the tactician got the count out. Uh, Biggie is kind of frustrated. And uh, did you see the Talking Smack segment, Karen? Um, no, I didn't. What One happened? of the best things in wrestling this week. Paul oh, really? Heyman. Paul Heyman is a co-host on Talking Smack, and Biggie was on Talking Smack talking about how he'll how he'll deal with the loss, and. Mm. Paul Heyman cut an amazing promo where he said, I think you're amazing. Everyone thinks you're amazing here. But have you heard anyone when Roman Reigns in the ring talk about the Shield? Every time you're in the ring, people can only talk about the New Day. Roman yeah. Reigns, it's, it was so, I can't, I, I, I'm, that's all I'm going to say. Just go, go, it's, it's on YouTube. Go and watch it. But so good. And if it builds to the, it's building to the feud, but that simple thing of, you will always be known for the New Day. Roman Reigns is out there doing his own thing. Paul Heyman, you're a genius, and it was perfect. <laughs> yeah, no, Roman definitely escaped that shield thing. Whereas it's, I, I genuinely can't imagine a world where Biggie isn't in the New Day. I know right now he's not in the New Day, but it's hard to imagine. Like it's still weird. It feels like he is. Even if sorry, white powder yeah, back or whatever. Yeah, I had to try and get the got to get a glass of water there. Um, but um, yeah, uh, fantastic, Biggie. That that little thing where that's gonna light a fire under Biggie because he lost that match. That's a setback. Mm. Gets Sami Zayn over the tactician. Setback for Biggie. 
he's going to get fire under his belly and he's going to go for it. And I hope I think him and Roman are going to be the elimination chamber feud. If Goldberg is the main feud, let's just enjoy the ride of Owens, Brian, and Biggie because it's going to yeah. be great. But they're, they're, they're three amazing, three amazing wrestlers who are finally getting the recognition they deserve. So, yeah. And speaking of Kevin Owens, Kevin Owens went to the ring and Jey Uso said, Well, I go get him to Roman while he's backstage. And, he, and Roman Reigns looks at the screen like a normal person, Kieran. He looks, at the, he, he looks at the screen face on. Kevin Owens cut a brilliant promo with the tables, ladders, and chairs saying what he's going to do. Uso attacked him with a chair and went right after his knee. Uh, Roman was smiling, but then Owens found a way to get the upper hand and a pop-up power bomb through the table. Um, put, put Jey Uso through the table and Kevin Owens. And Roman Reigns came out really angry and Heyman again was like, this isn't the time. You have it in, your, you have it in control. Don't go after him. He got the belt, put it back on his shoulder and walked out. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, Billy Kay and Natalia had a horrible tag match together. Um, terrible botch to end. Uh, it was just not, not very good. Um, Chad Gable's new gimmick is that he's training Otis. Apparently Otis is going to get in some serious shape. They're training partners together. Chad Gable's going to have... Chad Gable with the singlet is trying to teach him how to um, get back in... Um, Get back, get back and shape and change his ways. I think uh, we're gonna see Otis with a like with a singlet and like get into shape and Gable training him. So I mean, I'm not I gonna act. To do, you know? Yeah, uh, I'm not gonna actually seek it out, Karen. But um, it just seems like if it's something different, that's fine. Um, Shinsuke and uh, Shinsuke hit the King Jasa for him and Cesaro to get the win. Again, they're gonna fail, which makes Otis want to get better. Uh, or maybe Gable doesn't have his best interests at heart and we're going to get a heel turn. Let's see. Um, Carmella and Sasha Banks, Kieran. Oh, man. Um, Beauty of the year. Incredible. Oh, did you hear this promo? Uh, I know. I'm not watching this. Carmella, Carmella said she's she is the Queen's Gambit and not Tiger King. Uh, uh, and Banks said, "Let's play. I'm done playing games. Why don't you come out here and play the game of how far I can snap your neck back, um, uh, or how far I can smash your face in?" Oh, uh, <coughs> sorry, that was horrible. This this promo segment was just terrible beyond belief, Kieran. Yeah, it's um, it's not the best women's feud we've ever done, but hey, I, it's probably not the worst. Which might be weirder. Um, I don't know. Boring. I yeah. haven't paid attention to these really at all. I'm probably not going to watch the match whenever it's on. It's on TL. It was on TLC, Kieran. But then Sasha Banks said, "I'm going to defend the title tonight against you because that's WWE logic." Um, and they had a match, and of course Banks attacked Carmella and got disqualified because they have a match at TLC. They they um they brawled outside the ring, and Carmella hit Sasha with a glass sugar bottle of champagne over the back. Oh, right. And that concluded that concluded it, um, Kieran. That was SmackDown. But backstage, which was just beautiful, Kevin Owens was talking. And all of a sudden, Roman Reigns attacked, beat the crap out of him, like threw him against the cage, threw him against the wall, and s- stared at the camera without a mic and said, make sure you um, make sure you cherish your husband. Talking to Kevin Owens family. Because after I'm finished, he will not, will not be able to put food on the table. I put food on the table. And it was just perfect. This is, again, 
every week I tell Dits, what are we putting on the logo? And it's Roman Reigns every week and Kevin Owens every week. And I don't care. And I'm not ashamed. Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns has been fantastic. Yeah. It, Sim- it, it, I think there was a big worry of like what happens when Jay is out of the storyline. It's, it's worked fantastic having Kevin in there. Yeah, because Jay is the kind of... Jay is doing Roman's bidding, but if Jay screws up, Roman will beat the crap out of him, and then next week he'll pretend he's family. It's fake transparency, perf- done perfectly, and it's it's so simple when you look at it, Kieran. It's so simple, mm. but it's so good because it doesn't need to be doesn't need to have a brave heart outfit. It doesn't need to have it. It's got TLC. They're murdering the TLC gimmick by having Sony Matt, but this is the only one I care about. Um, if I had to watch one match on the pay-per-view, I'd watch this. New Day and the Hurt Business could be a great match, but it's perfect again. It's so simple in its storytelling, but so perfect, and I love it. I, 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 I keep looking at, I keep looking at this feud and, and enjoying it. But you know that, you know that feeling, the voice in the back of your head, Kieran, that says, "What's going to happen when this? What's going to happen? What's going to be the first bad new Roman feud?" And Goldberg is the answer to that. And what's going to happen after yeah. Goldberg with Roman Reigns? It's I don't know. It's hard to tell. Well, you'd have the like, what happens when Roman loses the title anyway? You know, it's like you're, we're always going to have that question. But I don't know. Goldberg is not the way to do this, I think. Not for your mania feud anyway. No. Um, but yeah, that ends the week in wrestling. Um, it's, it's been another great, amazing chat. But it's time to get into our recommendations. This is one of my favorite part of the week. But, Kieran, what do you recommend that people get their eyes on this week? It's coming up to Christmas. So hopefully we've got a few good ones. Um, listen to the new Taylor Swift album called Evermore. It's quite good, quite vibey. She's she's it's a bit more folky compared to like her usual stuff. I don't know. It's pretty good. I don't, I don't love Taylor Swift, but I think she's pretty solid. And I think this album's very, very nice to listen to. Yeah, I saw I saw a guy got a I saw a guy got like the entirety of all all has all Taylor Swift albums tattooed on him. I was like, Jesus, man, that is just oh. all over his back. It's frightening. Um, I don't know where he was going to put the new one. I think that was what the tweet was about. But yeah, my recommendation. Uh, it's been 20 years since The Grinch. Um, yesterday. Um, one of the single best movies in Christmas history. Uh, I will put my neck on the line for that movie. Jim Carrey putting that, uh, putting that makeup on and doing that. Uh, such simple but such funny commentary. I watched it last week with a few college friends on Zoom with a few drinks. And uh, it never ceases to... I used to be so scared of that film. Beyond belief. When he jumped down from the wrapping room, scared the shit out of me when I was younger. But I love the movie. It's hilarious. Uh, go and watch it over Christmas. Um, watch it. If you have a favorite TV show, it will have a Christmas special. Go seek it out. Gavin and Stacey. Only Fools and Horses. Um, yeah. Friends. Friends, exactly. Friends. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Doctor Who. Doctor Who. It's Always Sunny. Okay. They, all have, they all have fantastic Christmas specials. So go out and watch them. Jack Mates Happy Hour, as per usual, because I just love the podcast. Um, they had he had a few more guests on um, this week for the twelve pods of Christmas. He had Chris Kamara, who was a fantastic Sky Sky Sports news reporter. Um, it was like just hilarious. They had Ali Law, who was the guy who um, climbs buildings. He's like kind of like knights. He climbs buildings and does kind of like death defying stuff. Quite an interesting story. Um, so yeah, go check that out and. Um, Last off, Penn Station. Um, hopefully, getting Kerry Silken on soon to talk to him. Um, go listen to his, him and Ian Riccoboni's podcast. And um, if you're listening to this, please go and listen to my interview with Leon St. Giovanni on Project Dits. He's a fantastic guy. We're going to get him on again. 
just an amazing, really, really cool guy. Um, so as, that's all the self-love we need. Go listen to all the podcasts on Project Hits. Plus, at a time, we're doing great football work. The Worst Wrestling just did an interview with uh, a wrestler from uh, their hometown. Um, they are doing some really, really cool. They did some Q&As last week. Uh, Dits himself is streaming his ass off and just doing some like really good work. Uh, it's so cool uh, to see that community. And I forgot to plug them last week, and I really feel, feel ba- felt bad for it afterwards. Ringsiders Wrestling, Hooch and Jamie, uh, an interview with me. Uh, they did an interview where we just chatted for a while, but uh, they bring out four interviews a week here, and four interviews a week with some of the greatest people in wrestling. Hooch and Jamie work so hard, and they've been so good to us, and they've, like, they've, they've said that we could, we're going to meet up when COVID is over. They couldn't have been nicer and couldn't, can't, couldn't have been more supportive. So go and listen to them. Not that they need it, but just go and listen to them. Um, and that's it. Yeah, just like, just I love. I hate when the plugs take so long, but we have so many good friends in the community now that I just have to plug them because they're so amazing. They're all better than us, but they're absolutely amazing. There you go. Happy days. Happy days. Um, Kieran, as the last weekly part of the year, um, how do you feel? We're another year down. Jesus, that's our first. That's our yeah. first full. That's our first full year as a podcast. Yeah, no, it's been a weird year. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's been fine. I don't know. Well, it was pretty fun. Yes, I enjoy doing the podcast for the most part. Um, yeah, no, Project Dits is cool. I like him. Project Dits has been amazing for us, honestly. Um, it's brought our product. We've grown 30% in the viewings. Uh, our product has gotten cleaner and so much better. We couldn't be more grateful, and we can't wait to do it when COVID is over and just enjoy life again. And we, we can come, we'll come, uh, like, I, 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 I speak for myself, but I come to these podcasts not as fresh as I'd like to be because just lockdown weeks just drain you. I can't wait till we're out in the open, living our lives, and then we come to the podcast 90 minutes a day, 90 minutes a week, and we're refreshed, and we're like, this is not the 15th hour of the day that I've sat in a chair and done nothing. Um, I just can't wait till we're just, so many more ideas. We can do things in person. We can do interviews in person. So many good ideas. But Kieran, I think it's time to take it home for this evening. Um, thank you everyone for listening for the year. Thank you for all the support. And we're only going to get better in 2021. And uh, enjoy our Christmas shows uh, because we will be enjoying them while we are sitting down and relaxing for the last few weeks. Yeah. All right. Well, I have been your host, Kieran Brennan. With me is always my co-host. The man that Janelle forgot, Rain. And as we say at the end of every episode of the Publishing Podcast, um, go fuck yourself, Cody Rhodes. You really balls up that Superman reference. No comment. <laughs>